This is Conversations with Dundalk Toastmasters. We meet every first and third Monday in the Fairways Hotel at 8pm. Everyone is welcome. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Conversations with Dundalk Toastmasters here on Dundalk 100 FM. My name is Joe Callan. I'm the secretary of the Dundalk Club, and I'm here with the president, Cherry Cassidy, and Mr. Tony Keenan, who's vice president of membership. And what a beautiful song that was, Grace, um, sung by Jim McCann. It's about um, Grace Gifford, who was an artist and a cartoonist, who married Joseph Mary Plunkett and came in jail just hours before he was executed. I love that song, I really do. Um, very nice. Anyway, well we're going to talk a little bit about... Cri- we're talking about Christmas just there before the break. And I work part-time in the Patrick Cavanagh Centre in Inneskeen in County Louth. And, or County Monaghan, sorry. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, our postal address is County Loud. Yeah, if we put, where, if we put where, the where County Loud, then it where goes. Where is the Loud border? The, the Loud Monaghan border. There, it's about a hundred yards away. Oh, right. Right. so yeah, you could be so forgiven there. Yeah, so you yeah, could, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not that. It's not that yeah. far, really. Will we call it Loud or Monaghan? <laughs> oh, you better call it. You better call it Monaghan. Right. Yeah. Okay. Stony, it would go with the poem. Oh yeah, Stony, Stony Grey Soil. The where he's seen the Stony Grey Soil, I'm not sure. I think he made up that up a little bit, you know. Well, it's all I over Monaghan. Okay. Now, um, Kavanagh is uh, Kavanagh wrote three or four poems about Christmas. Uh, one was it's probably his most famous one. It's called A Christmas Childhood. It was written in the early 1940s after he went to Dublin. And Jerry, you have a particular fondness for this poem. Yeah. Um, would you like to read a little bit of it? Yeah, I'll give you a few verses of. Um, oh, sorry. Did you want to do Robert's yeah, service? I'm sorry. I, I got things. Well, we, we'll we'll. Maybe you want to do both, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll continue where you are yeah. there with with the Kavanagh and the Christmas childhood, and it was a Christmas card, and it was, it's a complimentary card from the Patrick Kavanagh Literature Rural. Literature Resource Centre in Inneskeen and the first verse goes something like this now One side of the potato pits was white with frost How wonderful that was How wonderful And when we put our ears to the paling post the music that comes out was magical The light between the ricks of hay and straw was a hole in heaven's gable. An apple tree with its December glinting fruit we saw. Oh you, Eve, were the world that tempted me. My father played the melodeon outside our gate. There were stars in the morning east and they danced to his music. Across the wild bogs his melodeon called to Lennons and Callens. As I pulled up my trousers in a hurry, I knew that something strange was happening. Outside in the cowhouse, my mother made the music of milking. The light of her stable lamp was a star, and the frost of Bethlehem made a twinkle. An old man passing said, Oh, can't he make a talk? The melodeon. I hid in the doorway and tightened the belt of my box-pleated coat. I nicked six nicks on the doorpost with my penknife's big blade. There was a little blade there for cutting tobacco. 
I was six Christmases of age. My father played the melodeon. My mother milked the cows. And I had a prayer like a white rose pinned on the Virgin Mary's blouse. That was written by Patrick Kavanagh. And Patrick Kavanagh was born in 1904 and he died in 1967. And he's finally remembered now in his death by many people all over the world. And what a really lovely poem that was. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it, yeah. it captures a, a child's vision of Christmas. Correct. And the magic right. of it, really. Correct. The, the right. landscape yeah. and yeah. the things that mm -hmm. happen around us, yeah. around us. The simple things, really. And uh, that came on a postcard from, 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 you, from yourself <laughs> to me. And I will treasure okay. that, Joe, for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah, right and I'm very impressed with the... It's a lovely... It's a lovely artist card. painting on the front of it. Yeah. And the... Christmas card is entitled on the front of it is A Christmas Childhood by Patrick Kavanagh and the artist is Joan Mallon. Joan was born in Manchester but she lived in, in Monaghan since 1979 and she has painted four paintings of Patrick Kavanagh's yeah. works. Joan also painted six paintings that are in the centre now. They're, they're on the theme of the, that great epic poem, The Great Hunger. Right. And anybody who comes to the centre can see them. People often ask for prints of them, or we don't. We don't have them actually, but yeah. uh, right. but if you, they're they're very beautiful. They sum up the the uh, the themes, the main themes, and the, mm -hmm. the parts of of the Great Hunger, which is a very very a different, very very tough tough poem. Tony, do you have any memories of of ch Christmas as a child, or like yourself? We we're talking about Patrick Kavanagh there as a, as a as a boy, but when you were a kid. Did Santa come to you, Tony? Oh, no, definitely. When I was a kid, the big thing was, was Santa, yeah, Santa, of course. And um, Did you know how he arrived? Oh, it was through the, through the chimney. That was through the right. chimney. And we always put out a, a drink, a bottle of a, a stout from, and a couple of biscuits. That he always, we checked first thing in the morning, that was always gone. It'd be half, the drink would be half gone and the biscuits would be, <laughs> a couple of crumbs would be left. But definitely yeah. great excitement leading up to Christmas Eve and that. And then getting up so early the next morning, crazy early, like five o'clock or half five, mm -hmm. and then racing down to uh, my parents' bedroom with, with the with the gifts that Santa had brought. Yeah. So th those are the memories I have of. of oh, yeah. the excitement was unreal. Just the yeah. sheer and utter excitement. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it doesn't matter what you got really. It was just the the excitement sometimes of having that that calm. <laughs> yeah, come. yeah. <coughs> and then the next day playing with the with the toys or whatever. Remember one year we what scale electric was the the race cars we got, and um, what happened? Was the transformer of it actually blew up on on Christmas Day, which which wasn't very good. But my father was quite handy. If he's a fitter or that by trade, and what he done was he, he got a a battery, a car battery, and that, and we connected them up to the the, the race track, and the battery was actually a wee bit stronger than the transformer was output was. So the cars actually went faster, and there was some spectacular crashes. The two, the name of the two cars was a uh, fender bender and stick shifter. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I'll forget that too. Has your driving improved since, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, okay. Keep away from the crashes. Jerry, when you were a boy, there was a quite a, a big family in your house, wasn't there? And yeah. Santi had quite a, you know, he did. He had his work cut out from there, didn't he? Santi came to everybody's house, and Santi came down the chimney and there was a clothes brush left on the table along with uh, my waddy and pudding. Right. What was the clothes brush for? 
Gosh, I don't. Oh, to clean off the suit, was it? Yeah, it oh. was to clean his suit. Right. So the big clothes brush, I remember it very well. It would remind you of the the bro you know the sweeping you would have now for your kitchen, the the sweeping brush. Yes. It, the clothes brush then was a big a big affair, and Santi would dust himself down right. and have his drink of my wadi or whatever was going, and uh, leave his gifts. The very first present I remember getting was a banana and it was wrapped with the Our Boys magazine. Right. Did you ever come across the Our Boys magazine? I did, I, magazine? Rem I remember. Is it still in print, I wonder? I'm not, I don't know. It was, it was written by the brothers, wasn't it? It was, it was mit written the by... Christian brothers? I, I have a copy of the... one copy of the Our Boys at home. Right. Yeah, I must look to see who published it. Right. I, rem yeah. I remember briefly from a long, from yeah. a long, long time ago. And uh, another time... And there must be the second Christmas that I remember I got a little wooden train and I was very impressed with this little wooden train and uh, I said to my mother I would take it to Mass and she said no you, you wouldn't take that to Mass you know? and the reason why I wanted to take it to Mass because there's 12 children in our house right. oh right, right. 12 so there was no chance of it's surviving. <laughs> right? So, you so had to take I, care wasn't, of it. I wasn't allowed to bring it to Mass. So I had a, when I came home from Mass there was half a train. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well Jerry, do you do you still have that train today? No, I think that train went went right. uh, maybe went in the fire when it broke up into pieces <laughs> or whatever, you know. But it's it's a pity that most of the old toys that the, they weren't saved or whatever yeah. put away. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were played with and loved to death a lot of them. Yes, that's for I sure. Yeah. yeah. But if fruit, fruit was in. I, I remember other members of my family, the older people, uh, to get an orange at Christmas time, it would be wow. Really you exotic. Know, yeah. Oh, we take nothing of that now. We just yeah, uh, we, accept we take it. all we those things for granted. Take it for granted. Yeah. But uh, any type of fruit, like a banana or an orange, would be would have been a big thing to get on Christmas. And would you get bananas in the summertime, or was it just oh, any time? Rare, but no, no, you would never see the display of bananas. No, 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 no. Wow. No. Yeah. I laughed. Uh, my daughter Geraldine, when we talk about this, you know, in the old days, she said, she'd say, "Daddy." Was it cars when you were uh, <laughs> 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 I said, stop now, you're beginning to run. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, we were talking before the break, Jerry, about um, but your time in the Yukon and in Canada. Yeah, and, and the, the cold, cold and the, cold, and the bleakness yeah. and the cold. Yeah. Of it. And you were going to read a poem for us there yeah, by, was just talking about by the Robert Service. About oh. the, cold, the cold. The first winter there, you would feel it very, very cold. And the second winter, you get climatized and your blood gets lighter or whatever, and you don't have the same effects as the first one, right? So, and then another thing too, when you're settled in, you know what clothing to get for yourself, you know? Right. And you cover yourself up with parkers and, and wrecks and, and all that type of thing. And uh, the clothing out there would be uh, more suitable for weather 20 degrees, 30 degrees below zero, you know? Gosh. Were there yeah. Indians there, Jerry? The Cree yeah, or the any, Cree, maybe? Yeah. Natives. Natives, we like to call them, yeah. Native Americans. Yeah, Na Native yeah. Americans, yeah. And what happened there in America, they gathered up the Indians as they went out west and they put them into reservations. Okay. And the same happened in Canada. <coughs> but further north, there, there would be little small communities of Eskimos and Indians 
and some of them, more industrious of them, would come to the mining company and get jobs. Right. And I would have worked along with them, you know. Right. Nice people. Right. Very nice people. The problem right. that they had mixing with the white man, we call it, uh, they, they, when we pick up a cold or flu, it would nearly kill them. Right. Oh. Right. They could they had no resistance to it at all. Wow. Yeah. Right? And uh, when they got alcohol, they couldn't handle it. They, they couldn't that. handle it either. Yes. Yeah. You know, so That's the same with Aborigines in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. struggle yeah. with. Uh, alcohol that's right they, 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 yeah so it, it the white man did it more damage right. <laughs> to a lot of those uh, right. people out there you know funny but enough I, I was reading uh, frank worsley's book there the other day about mm. the uh, the transit antarctic expedition with shackleton in 1914 maybe yeah. 14 16 and he said when they came back when they crossed south of georgia um, it was an, an epic trick trip trek really from where the, the ship sank they yeah they mm -hmm. sailed across to Elephant Island and then he went from there to South Georgia and crossed the mountains. There were skeletons when they came up yeah. when they came back. But um they never got colds or flus or, or ill anywhere yeah. because there's so little um you know the, uh, maybe it was the cold I suppose yeah. the air almost was, almost yeah. sterile. But that's one thing they had to be really careful for for the two or three weeks when they came back yeah. into civilization. Their their uh, their bodies were they were walking skeletons almost, yeah, drain, but they were yeah, really, really, yeah. really, really dangerous time for them. Yeah. I guess they got mm. to be just. So like, never think of that. They'd be yeah. just like walk, walking corpses. Walking corpses. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty well. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with that temperature, that would kill all the bugs and the germ, the right. germs. You know. Right. And you, yeah. You were talking there earlier on, Tony, about the the coldest ever. What temperature do you think was recorded in Antarctic? Well, I don't know the exact temperature, but, but NASA announced that they recorded a new low since they started recordings in Antarctica. <gasps> Would that be recently, Tony? Oh, that was, that was uh, this, this winter. Oh, this winter? 2013, yeah. Right. The coolest ever recorded. Okay. Right. And um, what about the ozone? Any word of the... the did, that was never mentioned, huh? Eh? We're well, supposed to be uh, warming our planet, aren't we? We are. <coughs> yeah. We are. It's a, it's a, it, yeah. It's a controversial subject. It's a controversial topic. subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's controversial. Let's start getting into that. <laughs> yeah. But it's been the week for it too, hasn't it? Where the, the Russian icebreaker has been stuck in there for know, it's two yeah. weeks or something. Two or three weeks they were stuck in there. Yeah. there. And the Chinese tried to get into there and they broke down, didn't they? I didn't hear the news yesterday yeah. or what's happening. I think they got them all evacuated, the Chinese right. got evacuated by helicopter yeah. and they were picked up then by the Australians. Yeah. It's an Australian expedition, isn't it? it was on yeah. the on the Russian icebreaker. Oh right, okay. And yeah. there's something in it too, polar bears. Polar bears are supposed to be increasing in population. Are they? Yeah, I think there's something in that too, yeah. Okay. <gasps> Have you ever seen one, Jerry? Okay. Oh, I did, of course, yeah. yeah. Polar yeah. bears, grizzly bears, black bears, and uh, I saw, I would also see um, uh, um, lots of salmon on the lakes, uh, on the right. rivers. That, yeah, that's proper wild Alaska. Yes, and yeah, the uh, salmon would sun. be, oh, you know, two maybe meters. three metres long. Big wow. fish, and they would have jumps. I remember, Three remember, remember, yeah, massive, my goodness, massive, big, long <laughs> salmon. Unbelievable! I looked in and I said, "What the hell are they? <laughs> you know? They're like big as alligators." Wow! Yeah. Well, I'm sure you must have uh, sampled some of the. Salmon. Yeah, I saw the grizzly bear alongside, and he'd wait for a big one, Catch and him. he'd just scoop it out. No, he'd scoop it out onto the bank, wow. and then he'd go for it. Yeah. You actually yeah. witnessed that, and yeah. he would. He wouldn't lose no time but he'd go for the fleshy bits. He wouldn't bother with the head or, or the tail. Yeah. He just tears asunder with his teeth and his claws. Yeah. 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 I happen yeah. to seen a few brown bears in uh what was this? Yellowstone Park. Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah. You can see them there. That would be a, a, a some sight now. Was it Yogi? That. Yogi Bear's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An old but faithful. Yeah, but the time I was up there in the, in the Yukon and the Arctic, I was pretty well young. I was 20 that time, you know. And I didn't take it. I didn't take enough in, you know. Mm. And I didn't have Did very many. Uh, haven't very many photographs. Was there many uh, Irish folk alongside you there? Or every, you don't commu- every community would have. Uh, uh, Irish people. And did you I have travel? Never went to, I never went to one place yet, Tony, right. in the Yukon, but there was some Irish. But well, when you travel out there to the Yukon, you on your own, the only man from Carrigmacross County, Monon, or was there a group of you? Yeah, from the Carrigmacross area, people had been going to the going to the States for many years, yeah. and uh, two of them went to the Yukon. Right. And word filtered home over a period of years that so-and-so is doing well for themselves up in the Arctic. And is that what you picked up on and yeah, decided to check out? Yeah, then the other people, relations of theirs went and then it, it continued on, then you'd hear them talking about so-and-so doing well up in the Arctic and the, yeah. in the Yukon and whatever. And eventually, I'd say though, but seven to eight guys from the Carrico Cross area went to the Yukon before I. Okay. Right? And strange enough as it is, I never met, when I went there, they all would go to different locations, different companies, and go their own way. I never met one person from Carrick McCross. Well, on other, your time? Or, yeah, yeah, other than my own brother there, uh, Pat, he worked there for about two years in my time there, and he left. What were mining up there? We're mining, go, we're mining a little bit of gold in one of the mines, but it was mostly copper, lead, and zinc. Copper, lead, and zinc, Copper, right. lead, and zinc, yeah. yeah. Um, people said mining was dangerous, but there was much more accidents on construction sites than would be on mining. Uh, mining would be uh, if you're very careful uh, underground and mine. Know your know your rock. Mm-hmm. Know your rock and protect yourself. Well, what about gases? Was there any? Yeah, do, it, any company that I worked for, they were always very conscious of safety. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first thing they would do, along with putting in the air, they would put in ventilation pipes. Yes. Right. And that blue would, would yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good, Jerry. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up there from a, a very, very cold subject to uh, <laughs> our very warmest wishes for the new year to everybody. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Right. And if anyone would like to come to the Toastmasters Indeed. meeting in the Fairways Hotel next Monday, the 6th of January, 8 o'clock, We'd love to welcome you there. And we will leave it there. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. And thank to you, Tony, thank as you, well. Joe. And to Tony here in the studio. It's helped us out. We wouldn't thank have you. made it without him. Well done, Tony. My name's Joe Callan. You'll be listening to um, Conversations with Toastmasters here on Dodok 100 FM. God bless and have a happy new year. If you would like to improve your public speaking, then join us on the first and third Saturday of the month at 12 noon for Conversations with Dundalk Toastmasters. Listen in to our members as they take on the roles of Topics Master, Word Master, Poem Master and discuss a famous speech. For more information, visit our website dundalktoastmasters.com or come along to one of our meetings on the first and third Monday in the Fairways Hotel at 8pm. Everyone is welcome.